Hello, and welcome to another bonus episode of Very Good Enough. I'm Lane Dealing Churland, and today we're going to answer a listener question. Now, if you have a question that you would like to submit to this podcast, yay, because we have a brand new email address. So excited to finally have a central space for you guys to submit questions, or if you have thoughts after you listen to an episode, either a bonus one or any of our regular content, you can always share it with us at verygoodenoughpod at gmail.com. That is verygoodenoughpod at gmail.com. Today's listener question is this. My daughter seems to have anger as a default emotion lately. Crying emoji. There's no buildup to her screaming. It's like everything she feels is a huge, shrill scream, and it causes such a visceral reaction in me. I feel like there's nothing that seems to get her to stop screeching with rage. We just want to start with, wow, wow, mom. That seems so tough. Um, Of course you're having a visceral reaction. Of course. That sound that your daughter makes is designed to set off every single alarm bell inside your whole body. And your body is designed to be so attuned to her sounds of distress that you would drop everything to come rescue her. Like that's your biological loop that you guys have back and forth. So of course it's causing a reaction in you. Oh my gosh, you must be so tired. If that sound is happening all day, your sweet, sweet nervous system must just be so frazzled. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. That sounds really, really challenging. And um, if ever there are any thoughts for you about like, gosh, am I making too big of a deal of this? I just want to say like, no, that's really hard. And it, and as Jess often says on the podcast, it's not hard because you're doing something wrong. It's, it's hard because it's hard. You're going through a, a piece of life and encountering something that's like actually very challenging. So I just want to offer you some validation in that toddlers screaming. Some of it is, is just what it is. And that's tough. There's, there's nothing, I don't have any magic words. I just want to confess immediately to, um, eliminate toddler screaming entirely. And some of what I have to say here is going to be kind of dependent on how young your little toddler is, because if she is super like freshly one, even a very, very young two, there's going to be a little bit of this that, um, you are just going to have to weather because life is just very, very uh, surprising and overwhelming to children of that age. So I want to want to just say that up front. Some of it is going to be a little bit of, of time here, particularly since it does sound like this isn't um, – it's not like something happens and then she thinks about it and becomes really angry and is like – trying to punish you for the thing that she doesn't like. It sounds like she's pretty overwhelmed if like her very instant response is to just kind of launch into this screaming. Toddlers are using the most direct tools that they possibly can. They take the straightest route from where they are to the thing they want, even if it's a route that is uncomfortable and horrible. (laughs) Like all they can do is, uh, They're just looking for the most immediate thing. And that's why we see these responses from them that are very physical and very loud and very um, sort of like raw and blunt uh, and and very unsophisticated, this yelling or this hitting or this biting. It's uh, it's. It's kind of, it's pretty unrefined because they just got here and they don't, they honestly don't have any other tools. 
So really what's happening is like in each of these moments where your daughter starts screaming, thing X happens, whatever it is, and she retreats entirely from the front of her brain, which is where we make any kinds of decisions into like straight into that back brain space, which is just the sort of like survival animal instinct mode. And it sounds like she's just kind of taking you with her, (laughs) you know, something happens and her just like, oh no, alarm goes off. And so she makes a sound that puts you in that space also. And then the two of you are just there in the kitchen, both sort of crying over snacks. (laughs) What we're wanting to be doing with toddlers is trading unsuccessful tools for successful ones. So Your first job is going to be to make super sure that her using that noise to get what she wants is absolutely unsuccessful. You cannot be giving into that screaming as challenging as that can be. Like right now is the time she's still so young that you can really, really show her like absolutely not. This tool will never get you what you want. If you are giving into this screaming and we get into three-year-old, four-year-old zone, then you're really going to have to be changing a behavior pattern that's starting to get really, really ingrained. If she's still quite a bit younger than that, then we're still in a good space where she's just trying out the very first thing she can think of and you still have plenty of time to show her like, this this will never work for you. This will never work. (laughs) Um, Overall, what we're going to be trying to uh, communicate to her is... No thank you to that sound. No thank you. I cannot help you. I will not help you. When that sound is happening, I can help you feel better and get into a better place where we can work together, but I will not give you the thing that you need just because you're making that sound. And here's what you can do instead. No thank you to that sound. Here's what you can do to get what you need. That's kind of the principle that we're going to be playing with here, working with here, that you're going to be training both into yourself and into her. And the good news is that whatever the behavior is that you're using that pattern on, when you get that pattern rolling in your relationship with your two-year-old, like that's going to be your dynamic. So a lot of other kinds of behavioral things are going to go a lot more easily if you can sort of like bake into the way that you interact with her, this thing of like, no thank you to that. This is what you can do. That thing over there will be very unsuccessful for you. This is what will work for you. This works, this works, this works. No thank you to that. This is what will work. That's going to be your most powerful principle uh, throughout this toddler space. You're right at the beginning of her really developing some more sophisticated self-soothing tools. Really what you're experiencing is that the second that she encounters a sensation that she doesn't like she just doesn't have any tools to help herself feel better it's just pure explosion so we're going to be wanting to offer her some other options now this this feeling of like electric rage that comes up inside her that is a feeling that she's going to have to process like we don't have a way to say like you may not feel upset by the thing you don't like. Like she is going to feel that upset feeling, but we need that feeling to come up and out in a way that uh, is much, much more livable for you and for her. So some other options of things she can do. You can tell her, you can say, I don't like that. She's very welcome to say, I don't like it. 
You can, when you feel this way, you can go squeeze this pillow. You can squeeze this pillow as tightly as you want and just try to help her get some of that feeling out of her body of like really like, ugh, that like big aggro feeling, like that feeling is okay. We're redirecting it into something other than just screaming at your precious face, mom. You can squeeze this pillow. You can push on this wall. You can just push with your whole body, push, get it out. Um, you can hug this little toy if it's you, if she thinks she feels sad, like hold, hold this baby, squeeze it, get this feeling out. If you want to, if she's available to take some breaths, that's a big deal. But sometimes we tell children to take a deep breath and they don't really know how to do that. That's like not a thing that they know how to do. So something that we've practiced at preschool is we used to do what we call hot soup breaths, where uh, you hold your hands together like a little soup bowl and we blow on the soup. We blow all of our air out, all of it, all the air out, out, out onto the soup, which forces them then to like take that big deep breath. If they really have blown on that soup, they can blow on their own soup. They can blow on your soup, whatever you want. Some of that is you can be modeling that. It's a way to invite them sort of back toward that front part of their brain so that they're not in that back brain freakout space. You know, um, hot soup breaths is like, I talk about doing something weird. Sometimes if you can do something that surprises them, it forces them again forward into that brain, that front part of the brain where you actually can work with them on stuff because if they're trapped in that backspace, they're just freaking out and there's no way to access them. Um, another one for deep breaths is blowing out candles, like blowing on your fingers as blowing out candles. You got five fingers, there are five candles. You blow on each one and then you fold a finger down as they blow enough. Just another way to get some oxygen in there. These may or may not be things that you can do right in that immediate moment, but they're tools that you can be offering her throughout the day when she's upset in more minor ways so that she starts practicing them. Or you can try to be offering these things in the moment of the yelling to see if you can kind of like get her attention so that she's sort of jarred out of the yelling and then more interested in practicing something different with you. It's really going to come down to like what what her personality is like, what your personality is like. All of these things are just tools of like, I'm going to offer you something different. Do this instead. Tell me, say, mama, I don't like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me. It's, it's helpful for me to know that you don't like that. I appreciate you using your real voice to tell me that you don't like it. Anything that's not the screaming, you can be um, really acknowledging that. Thank you so much for letting me know. Wow, thank you for taking your big feelings over there to squeeze that pillow instead of yelling at mama. I appreciate that. It's really important that her overwhelm does not become your overwhelm. It makes sense that you're feeling this really intense visceral reaction. But if her big feelings reverberate out through the household and they become everybody else's feelings and they are allowed to like get so big that they ruin the whole entire day, that's actually a pretty scary circumstance for a little child. What they need from us is for us to, to be bigger than their feelings in the sense that she can have a big visceral feeling and you can know like that's a feeling that's just inside you. That's not inside me. I don't join you in this level of freak out. I'm going to show you with my response that actually this is like a pretty small thing that we can move through the day together, not to invalidate her feeling about it. Like it's, we understand that she doesn't like it and it's okay that she's, she's experiencing that big feeling, but you're not joining her in that freak out. You are allowed to actually tell her in, in your own voice that's calm and low, very different from her screaming voice. No, thank you to this sound buddy. No, thanks. This is not going to work for you. This doesn't work for me. You may not use this sound. You can just tell her that. 
Tell her that really clearly and tell her often, oh, no, thank you. I cannot help you when you're screaming like this. When you're ready, come put your hand on my arm or when you're ready, come use your words. I'm right here, buddy. Let's take a breath. Let's take a hot soup breath or whatever the thing is to like help get her out of that freak out space. But go ahead and tell her really overtly, no, thank you to this screaming. No, I'm not going to do this. Come over here and do this other thing with me. No, thank you to that. Come over here and do this thing. I also want to encourage you to try to go upstream about this a little bit and maybe take a couple of days to just collect some data and just try to notice like when is this screaming happening because I, I believe you that it's happening all the time but it's not happening at every second you know like there there are times that are in between the screaming and if you're able to do your best to just try and notice like really what times of day are these things happening what are the things that are causing this screaming like what is she doing where is she in the room where am i who else is around is this mostly about toys is this mostly about food is this mostly about things that affect her body like is she hungry are things itchy does she need to go to the bathroom does she need to be changed like any kind of a pattern that you can find to help get yourself a little bit of insight Insight is hugely helpful for just like regulating our own emotions, you know, like knowing a little bit more about why this happens and when is going to help you feel a little bit more power in the circumstance. It's also possible that there might be a little bit of exploration that she needs around volume control, especially if she's super young. If this is a one-year-old or like a pretty fresh two-year-old, maybe you could try at um, times that are more peaceful you guys could go outside or go somewhere where it's going to be a little bit easier and just tell her like, hey, buddy, you're doing a lot of screaming when you're upset. And for me, that's no thank you. We cannot be doing that. But I love your big, loud voice. Let's let's practice with your big, loud voice and do some yelling and then do some whispering and then get medium loud and then get really loud and then get really quiet and then get medium loud and just practice using that voice in a way that gives her a little bit of control and um, maybe gives you a little bit of control so that being loud is not just this thing that like takes everything over or that is purely negative. Like some of this might be just some vocal expression going on here. And if you uh, more proactively practice that with her, it's possible that you could kind of move that out of being this like sort of back brain tool that is like very, very compulsive. You know, you might just sort of like bring that a little bit forward so that she knows like, oh, I know how to scream. I know how to be quiet. Like this is a thing that I've played with and I actually do have a little bit more control over, over my voice and over my volume. And I've practiced expressing myself in a lot of different ways. Um, so I don't, I don't know that I've like deeply and thoroughly answered your question, but I hope that I've teased out a handful of ideas that maybe one or two of these things might have some uh, some appeal or some traction for you. And I would love to hear from you guys. If you have tools that you've used successfully, the rest of you listeners with your toddlers, um, or if you just have funny stories about screaming that you want to share with us, or if you have thoughts about any of the options that I've offered, we would love to hear from you guys. And to you, mom, who submitted this question, keep us posted. We want to know how this goes. We want to be with you in this. And if this has sparked anything for any of you about behavioral struggles or dynamics in your own relationships with your toddlers that you feel like you need a little bit of extra support around, I do have um, a handful of one-on-one -on -one coaching slots available in my schedule every week. They're just one-offs. We just meet once 
and we talk for 45 minutes. I send you guys a recording and a transcript of the call so that you can refer back to it or share it with your parenting partner or whatever. And the link for that is available in the show notes as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. See you next time.